up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to uh, another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Duncan Trussell. He and I just recently met in Chicago. He opened up for Joe Rogan at the Chicago Theater, him and uh, Joey Diaz, and coincidentally, uh, little Esther. I went out to Chicago for the show. I designed the, the show poster for the event. I think it was the biggest theater that he's ever done a comedy show in. Like 3,500 people or something crazy. So I went out there for the experience, hung out with those guys for the weekend, and uh, got to know Duncan a little bit. So Duncan had asked me to design a logo sort of based off the poster design that I had done uh, for his new website and his new podcast. Uh, So after we got done with that deal, uh, I asked him if he'd be a guest on my podcast, which he was kind enough to do. So we sat down for a Skype interview from his studio in Los Angeles. Uh, We talked StarCraft II, Jesus Suitcase, Finding Your Cheers, Autopilot, Rebelling Against Authority, Lion Tamers, Monogamy, Santorum, Oral, Paradise, Crying, orgasm-hating vampires, and the family hour. So, as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog and you'll get all the information about Duncan. If you don't already know, if you're listening to this show, you're probably a Death Squad fan anyway, and you know what's going. You know what's up anyhow. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Live Free Podcast, and you can follow myself at MikeMaxwellArt. If you want to support the podcast, you can always donate via the blog. There's always uh, PayPal links. Click on those and throw us a couple nickels or dimes our way. You know, it's always appreciated. The show is always free on iTunes. You can look it up under the Live Free podcast or just search Mike Maxwell because Live and Free is a, a terrible search option in the thing because most podcasts are live and free. So search Mike Maxwell. Uh but if you are listening now, you found it anyway. Um, make sure you subscribe and leave some comments on the iTunes. Sounds like a bunch of sirens going by. Probably going to pick that up. Make sure you check out our sponsors, Individual Clothing. You can see their website at indvsl.com. Or again, just go to mikemaxwellart.com. Click on the blog and you'll find all the links for them over there as well. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Duncan Trussell. All right, let's give Duncan a call on the Facebook Skype feature. We're waiting for Duncan to answer. Ring, ring. What's up, buddy? Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. You know what I miss from this? This is the first time I've done the Facebook Skype uh, for the podcast. Is I miss the little ring that you get from the, the Skype program. Yeah, that's a good ring, man. That little blurble or whatever it is, I love it. Yeah, it's a good little setup for the intro to get that little space between when you talk before and then into the phone call. Yeah, it's a sweet sound, too. They really got the got it down. They really got the audio version of what it feels like to get communicated with via Skype. It's so exciting. Skype right. calls are always exciting. Well, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to shoot the shit with me, man. You're welcome. My pleasure. We uh, we just recently met, right in uh, in Chicago for the first time. Although I've been uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Um, you mean the Lavender Hour? Yeah, the Lavender Hour. Yeah, that that's gone the way of the um, of every dead thing on the planet. But yeah, it just evolved into the newest one. Have you listened to the new one at all yet? Yeah, I I listened to the first one and I started listening to the second one. And I st- actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. The uh, the you have a world of store uh, Starcraft Starcraft two. Starcraft two, not where you got World of Warcraft and Starcraft two mixed together. Yeah, the crafts. It's it's a whole entire language that I am completely unfamiliar with, and yes. so I tried to watch. There's a ton of YouTube videos, and you're the the guy you had on does some. Co- there was one he did commentary for. It is. It's like listening to someone try to teach me Portuguese. Oh, it's it's one of the most hilarious uh, other languages. It's like an emergent language, and it's so fun to listen to it to hear somebody talking about. 
Oh yeah, he's running out of Vespine, and we've got a. Uh, oh look, he's spawning Banelings. Let's hope that uh, he gets Burrow on those before the, his base gets overrun. You know, like it's just a whole different thing. It's a very, it's so cool because it's a brand new game. I mean, if you think back, every game that exists was at one point a brand new game: chess or poker or bridge. And I can imagine that. Anyone who like stumbled upon someone like playing poker before it became popular and heard them talking, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's the weirdest shit I've ever heard." A flush? What's a fucking flush? Yeah, each what? weird, each subculture within itself has that 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 language that differentiates itself from from the other little subcultures. Yeah, and and that's how civilizations. Uh, start you know because everything's a game every mode of human interaction is a game and language is uh you know usually is just a way to sort of articulate the rules of the game which is why language itself is such a weird thing because it's always changing and morphing and transforming into something that better you know matches whatever culture it's within people are really scared to change language and religion too you know like it's it's interesting how like we're we're always stuck like way back as far as the big concepts go. I mean, it's incredible that no one has updated this Jesus story, you know? Yeah, it, well, it's strange to me that more people don't realize that all of those stories are are really just metaphors for day-to-day life, you know, that yeah. that, that that doesn't become more accepted because really that's what each of these weird mythos has been about has really been just a metaphor for surviving day-to-day life well you know why people can't keep don't do anymore is because what it is is it's like the religious and magical systems are like uh handles to um to to that you can use as tools to manipulate variables in your environment and and the handles are they don't fit anymore they don't fit on the variables anymore they're not as good at at moving the variables around you know because they 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 were they were you know the desert religions were you know came out of a totally different landscape a totally different environment and so they needed different types of handles to understand how to function in that environment but now we're in a whole different place we need a whole new set of handles the Jesus handle is not picking up the fucking suitcase anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's almost as if it seems like there's groups of people who who need that sense of community, and that's sort of what we we're talking about in, in with the video game, right? Like you you by by having a familiar language, you become a, a community, and you you find some sort of sense of belonging in that. Yeah, exactly. Well, the StarCraft Two community is. Uh... Yeah, it's a huge community, and you do find belong. I mean, you, the idea, what you want to do is you want to find a place where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You got to find your cheers, brother. <laughs> find that shit. And if you're not in it, you got to get out of wherever you're at and get to that place. And so I am fascinated by these uh, weird uh, uh, singularity cheers that are popping up at the end of time, you know, where like people are conglomerating in these really obscure places that, I mean, especially StarCraft too. these are people who are gathering together in a, uh, a universe that is purely um, based on ones and zeros that's getting run through the process, processors of computers. You know, that's insane to think about that. That's their cheers. It's, it doesn't really exist in this dimension. It exists in a different dimension. These are inter, these people are going to an interdimensional space to sort of uh, play this highly complex game. And uh, it makes a lot of them really, really happy, which is great. Any place you can find that makes you happy, that's where you got to go. Sure, and it seems like we're all just sort of, I've been talking about this a lot lately, like we're all just searching for the for being in the moment. Because it's in those times where maybe you're sitting in the pew in your church, or you're out on a golf course, or you know, you're playing uh, whatever game you like to play, you're there doing that thing right at that moment, and you're not thinking about the past or the future. And there's a comfort in that. And I think we're all sort of searching for that. Yeah, it's true. The, the present moment is like a, uh, a, a pathway 
that runs in between the uh, two ele the electric two electric fences, and the electric fences are the past and the future. So quite often you'll find that if you notice when your mind starts pondering the past or contemplating the future, you'll see that you generally the mood state you go into is not a good one. It's always kind of shitty. You know, if you're thinking about something you want to be doing in the future, then what's happening is in the present you're becoming itchy and weird and like edgy and you're not listening to the people around you. And if you're thinking about the past, you know, quite often you're contemplating bad things. And if you're contemplating good things, the result can often be uh, a, not a good feeling, but a kind of sentimental schlocky feeling where you long for the good old days. Yeah, like, why, what, like uh, why don't I have that thing anymore? Why isn't that with me? Oh, yeah. And, it, and, and that's where you get into these, like, cheesy fucking love songs and shit that all have their roots in people thinking about the past and getting stuck in something that's already happened and isn't there anymore it's like you know the, the the idea i mean if you really want to come up become a badass motherfucker you fucking give up the past and you give up the future and then you become sort of the you know if you look at what you are you're a you're a genetic snake that's tail is coming out of a big bang and you're the head of that fucking snake. So you're naturally a bad-ass thing, man. You're a bad-ass thing. You're fucking... You, you're, you, you came out of a singularity, fucking managed to coalesce in the form of planets and star systems, and then complexify to the point of single-celled organisms that became multicellular organisms. And over the course of time, your DNA has managed to get to the highest fucking level of the game, which is right now the present moment. You've been dodging every form of predator, every form of uh, dangerous event, and before you were a single-celled organism, somehow you managed to get randomly knocked by chaos into the exact perfect configuration to allow you to turn into DNA. And here you are at the very fucking head of that incredible chain of perfect synchronicity, and you're fucking fixated on your... Um, like on your on on shit that's happened in the past or what you want to have happen in the future that's sad fucking focus on the right now man right now you just burst out of a big bang like a jack in the box <laughs> it's great so so what is it about us humans that makes it so difficult for us to remember that you know cuz there's there's 99% of that moment where you're in the shit and mm -hmm. that that 1% where you realize that you know it exists it's like uh, that the dog whisperer talking about, like, if he sees a dog actually have a certain behavior, you know it can do it again and again and again. What is yeah. it that, that we, we don't, that we're so attached to the negative that we, we don't even ponder the positive for a moment? Well, it's, it, you know, usually what, what it is is it's a, people don't re even realize that they've given up. But they've given up. Usually, at some point, we just gave up and went on autopilot and forgot to take ourselves out of autopilot. So if, a lot of people, when they were very young, had awful lives. And they, they found themselves, most of us in, in the United States have been uh, brutalized by the public school systems. You know, So you spent like the first many, many years of your life in uh, you know, jail in a form of compulsory prison system where you had these awful ideas vomited into your brain by um by some by uh, by at least some percentage of people who didn't want to even be teaching anymore had grown bitter and sick of it and every once in a while you run into a good teacher who's like a light in the darkness of well, you know the public school system and they can those people are saints and deserve to be making a doctor's salary but the so what I'm saying is at some point during the boredom and monotony of sitting for hour upon hour surrounded by people at shitty desks where you're supposed to be paying attention to a guy who's kind of like in the most dry and rote way explaining the universe and making the universe seem terrible, you just you're like, fuck this, and you go on and you go into autopilot. And then you get better, then that becomes your response to this negative stimulus is to go into autopilot, autopilot, autopilot. You, maybe you got fucking abused by your parents or, you know, may, who knows? We all had a lot of shitty things happen that took us out of the present moment as a survival tactic. And now we've become habituated to that. 
And so rather than being in the moment, which is happening right now, we're always trying to escape it. It's a habituation. It's a robotic act. It's, it's a, it's just a, you know, it's, you've dug the rut. You're like, you know, remember when Conan, the barbarian was like, had to push that stupid fucking thing. Remember that in Conan, the movie? Yeah, yeah. He had to push that thing around and around and around and around. During the course of pushing it, he just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger and finally, like, burst fucking free and now he's <laughs> Conan! Yeah. Powerful! See, that's everybody. You've been, if you've been this robot, you've been pushing around in this, like, you're in this, like, trench. You're in this, like, trench in the in the fucking in your subjective universe and if you break free of that man get ready for some fun because life gets really good if you can pop out of it well do we see that sort of thing happen to people who rebel excuse my wild boston terrier barks in the background Uh, i want a dog the people who rebel from authority figures typically come out of like maybe broken households where they've learned to defy their parents as authority right. figures and move forward. It's after you defy your parents as authority figures, it becomes yes. pretty easy to defy teachers and like perceived authority figures when you go through the school system. And then even further, it's e- it's easier to defy the sort of deity system that's built upon us that's like this great father like it's it's easy to break away from all those things and we see either two paths like a lot of times people go down a very destructive path from that point because maybe they want to get the attention that maybe that that's what they were missing that made them sort of detach from that authority phase or they get really creative and learn new ways to sort of deal with society and become because a lot of times we see ourselves act like our parents but it seems in a lot of the creative types who realize that something had happened like something didn't quite go right there's there's room to be conscious of change and make those changes yeah you know but it's a very fine line between destructive and creative do you know do you notice that in maybe probably in your field maybe i think in my in the art field i see it quite a bit well yeah you you're you're talking about the 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 snake eating its own tail you know you've got like the 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 creative and the destructive are always fucking you know it's matter <laughs> it's always matter and antimatter you know it's the it's this it's this amazing relationship between these two polarities that creates everything so as an artist you get really close to the, the destructive side of it you know and, and you and, and i said you know go for it go for it fucking go for it you're gonna go for it anyway i mean no one no, no one's gonna stop anyone who's destructive by telling them no don't do that be good why don't you go by that never works it's not gonna work the fucking try to tell that to somebody who feels like you know doing some self-destructive act go tell a heroin addict to stop shooting heroin good right. you know see, see what happens it's not gonna work it's not gonna work so the the response shouldn't be you know, telling anyone to stop doing anything is like especially like telling someone to stop thinking about something or you know it's one of the most absurd things you can do the, the best thing to do the best thing the very 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 best thing to do is to begin to um take your own personal evolution into your own hands because there's two ways to evolve there's two ways to help the species through evolution one of the ways is to be a victim of natural selection not adapt to your environment and get devoured by time and life and die and that way your weak genes get sent or gone and we don't have to worry about you polluting uh the gene line anymore because you fucking you couldn't do it you know you didn't you couldn't do it you couldn't grab a hold you couldn't adapt to your environment even though you have the most advanced neurology available um as far as we know outside of like dolphins and whales and chimps you couldn't get it together you you know you did whatever like you fucking like when we were remember when we were were you at dinner with us when that guy was talking about the the trauma doctor was talking about the people who were filling their balls with nitrous oxide were you at that dinner no but i heard the story about the guy who swallowed the dildo and it got stuck in his lungs or something to that effect there you go there you go that's natural selection man you are so fucking weak that you are you almost have killed yourself with a sex toy that's how bad 
you're fucking up. So you don't that you don't need to be reproducing. You don't need to be spreading your fucking seed anywhere. It's like the universe is the machine is taking care of itself. It's like all right, this fucking this particular snake trail of DNA uh, needs to like go bye bye. You know. So there's one way: it's by being a robot, robotic idiot and being lost to your own addictions and compulsions and get devoured by the, the forces of destruction the sh, you know shiva to get destroyed by shiva and you know but help for help grow food so the people who are trying to evolve themselves can eat fruit that grows from your corpse you know so that we can like have we can sustain ourselves you know and the second way which i prefer and I, anyone who, who doesn't want to fucking die a miserable lonely embarrassing death should adhere to is to begin to accelerate your own personal evolution and that's where you get into um and and that's the opposite of self-destruction you know that's self, that's where you get into the creative side of things and that's where you get into the um the you know where where in my mind the real energy is even though there is energy in like destroying yourself it's it's still i mean it you know it's not worth it because you're right. fucking destroying your meat body, and it's like. So there's self enhancement stages. You still with me? Point? And also, you get hangovers, and you end up like diminishing your your present moment. Yeah, I'm still with you. Uh, sorry, we got a little weird Skype glitch out on us for a second. So self enhancement is what it's all about. It's 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 grabbing, you know, stopping an automaton to take control of your own personal evolution. You know, become like a force that is overcoming uh whatever your the whatever the things are in your life that are keeping you from mac you know optimizing yourself which i think sort of goes back to what i was talking about the sort of defying authority figures around you sort of gives you this sense of self-entitled not self-entitlement but self-empowerment that yeah. uh makes you look at your surroundings in a different way another thing that does that is psychedelics which i know You've, you've talked quite a bit about publicly. Um, I, I experimented a lot starting like at, for around 15. So at the time, I thought I was maybe being more self-destructive as a young like teen just trying to get fucked up. But as I went through those processes, I realized I was changing my perception of reality around me, like, which, all, which in, really enhanced my anti-authoritarianism, you know? Yeah. Oh, it will. I mean, God, Jesus, I have to take a take a hefty dose of LSD, flip on the television and watch any politician give a speech and try to like take that, take them seriously. They're wearing makeup and they're wearing this stupid suit with like a fucking tie, you know, all that shit. That's just like a, the robes of the modern day fucking mage is like, I guess the, it's supposed to be a fucking tie and like that dumb suit. And they're like, they're acting like they're good people and they're acting like they're not completely self-motivated and it's all just a big act and you see right through it, you know? And, and that's what, that's what psychedelics, that's one thing that psychedelics are good for. Psychedelics are good for a variety of, of things. They're a super powerful tool that if you use it responsibly can really accelerate your evolution. And to go back to the idea of like, you know, pushing against authority figures or people who are trying to control you, um, this is a, this is a, a essential aspect of beginning your own personal evolution is you can't be under the, in the power anymore of someone who's trying to repress your creativity or someone who's trying to repress your personal evolution. And if you've been on autopilot for a, a long time, then the odds are really good that you've become the slave to somebody who's trying to uh, repress you creatively or is trying to make you feel like a diminished person or has been saying abusive things to you to try to keep you in a weakened state in a way, in a way very similar to the way that lion tamers will uh, start lions off at a very young age with by spraying them with water and like beating them and by the time the lions get big enough where they could easily devour that fucking awful sadistic tranny and like one bite they could bite that fucking asshole in half they shirk away from the water you know they're like oh the water because when they were a fucking little lion cub that water was so much scarier you know and they don't know so in the same way there's a lot of us who are lions who have who have these awful elements and variables in our life that are fucking lion tamers 
that are like telling us awful shit, you know, like you're a bum or you suck or you're dumb or you're not funny or you're not an artist or you don't, you could never be a writer. You could never make any money. You could never do this, never do that, never, never, never. And you've heard it for so long, you fucking believe it. You feel like a piece of shit and you don't realize that, man, just a couple of steps and you could metaphorically bite that fucking thing's head off <laughs> and leave it laying on the fucking subjective floor of your universe with its pathetic lifeblood gushing out as you go sailing off into the fucking metaverse completely free and powerful. But it does require like that level of like overcoming whatever, you know, authority is in your life and is repressing you. And it should be done. You never have to be violent. Don't misconstrue the language I'm using with saying actually be violent because I'm not violence will only get you into deeper levels of bondage because you'll end up in jail getting gang banged by fucking gangsters and that ain't a great part of the multiverse to be in you've got to be more clever than that when you're overcoming your captors which is one of the initial phases of, of um, you know spiritual evolution and that that's also the definitive def <clears throat> difference between evolution and revolution because revolution requires violence, and you hear a lot of people shouting for revolution, and you yeah. realize that you could just look back through history for as long as we have it recorded and see what the outcome is. It's the same every time. Yep. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it, it is the same. And, and again, you know, it all goes back to quite often in, in revolutions or uprisings, the people who come, become part of the movement they all long for freedom. They all want to overcome their captors and they need to join together to do that. But the unfortunate thing is quite often after they go through the, that, that period, um, they forget about it. But, you know, the way revolutions work, you know, like if you think about, think about the American Revolution. Holy shit, man. Those were some badass motherfuckers. Hyper-violent. What's that? It was hyper-violent. People don't even realize. Hyper-violent, but look what it did. It, it really did for a while. It created a... I, listen, I, I sometimes I think people listen to my perspective and they think that I don't love the United States or I don't love America. I, I love it. I love this country very much. And I uh, what particularly appeals uh, to me here in this country is the idea of freedom because I think that freedom is the uh, uh, is a name for the force that drives evolution. And so any, any country that... Uh, has as at its root this notion of freedom I, I love very much and obviously I know that that idea of freedom has gotten um, co-opted by uh, Christians who also co-opted a lot of ideas like Jesus and love and and, and, uh, and converted and corrupted them so that you know there I, I think that a lot of fundamentalist Christians like Santorum and a lot of people who follow Jesus in a different way like Romney I think these people if you as a tool, you can use this as a tool. I think these people are disciples of a very dark and evil God. And I only use that as a symbol. I don't really believe that they, there is a God. I, I think they're, I think that in a movie though, the <laughs> God that they worship would be one of the most horrific, terrifying gods that could ever be, you know, and, and they're all, you know, fucking batty and fucking, they have like the, the googly eyes of, people who should be wearing robes and driving black daggers into the chests of babies but since they can't do that these days the way they do it is they make themselves president and instead of daggers they use cluster bombs and they drop these cluster bombs in other parts of the world and instead of extracting a magical occult energy that you might get from sacrificing a baby they, they extract oil which they use to drive their stinky fucking cars around and like you know what I mean and like and, and have crappy sex with each other and make you idiotic babies it you doesn't know, it doesn't even seem real it seems like it's a it's a it's a completely written like spoof con it's it's like uh like a mockumentary it feels like like the way that this this whole this political climate right now seems yeah. like a fairy tale well what you what's happening is we're you know i think as a species we're kind of like becoming more and more savvy and waking up so the 
um, ridiculous like pantomime of being a leader that these lying pieces of shit are doing when they do their debates and pace around and put up their peacock feathers and get their applause and prance and pace and act like they're morally superior they've gotten like so like they figured out fucking life like anybody against gay marriage has figured out life like anybody who's afraid of sex if you're afraid of sex if you're sexually hung up you have so much work to do on yourself if you think if you fucking think that uh that it's normal it's normal to fuck the same person for 40 years straight are you serious that's normal that's normal you're really you really think you're going to be able to refresh your fucking passion and love for someone after you've been sticking your fucking cock in their pussy for 20 years straight you know every line increase and fold you could you could fucking sculpt their vulva if you wanted to you could you know what their fucking asshole looks like you have it photographically memorized you've smelled their farts and shit and their fucking you've watched them vomit and seen babies explode out of their fucking vagina like something out of a sci-fi horror movie you've seen it happen four times and you have to look at that you have to look at them they have to look at you as you get your love handles extend and you get more and more pale the idea that you're supposed to be in a monogamous relationship with this shit for your whole fucking life and that's normal and that's not normal that's what god wanted God did not want monogamy. God wants us to be getting our jizz in as many fucking people as we can so that we can like uh, spread our spread the species out and fucking increase our numbers, which is, seems to be one of the number one priorities of our genetics. So it's like the so to me to see these fucking people out there prancing around and acting like they've got it all figured out when they are basically trying to push down the brakes on the evolution of our species with a fucking desperation of a bus driver that thinks we're going over a cliff those aren't the people who should be leading us man those aren't the people who should be leading us they're um they're people who belong in a fucking zoo where kids can come and watch and we can all eat mushrooms and like sit and look at Sarah Palin in some like plexiglass enclosure or watch fucking Romney in a plexiglass enclosure and just why I would love to see any of those people fuck. I would if I if I was a millionaire, I would probably pay a million dollars, a million dollars to watch people that that were like Santorum. I would give anything to watch Santorum get a blowjob. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see that fucking guy lean back as his fucking wife is like slurping on that homophobic knob? And you know in his head, if you could fucking watch those neural patterns, he would only be thinking about how awesome it would be if that cop was sticking through a hole in a truck stop bathroom wall where fucking George Michael was at the other end just sucking his jizz. Anyway, man, I those people to me don't they don't belong. They don't they shouldn't be getting any kind of TV time at all. They shouldn't be on TV. They need to be studied. They need to be studied. That's all. They need to be in a place where like normal humans can come and study them and laugh at them and like enjoy their fucking they're clowns. They need to be where clowns go. They need to be in a fucking circus or something. They're Under not, a they fucking need to be like controlling a nuclear arsenal. So what's that, then that that sort of supports this idea of evolution. Like, where do we go from here? Do we, can we create a brand new political structure? Do do we have to go through a phase of sort of anarchism or actual phases of revolution, like violent phases of of fighting yeah. to change things? Yeah, yeah. So the question is like, what, and this is always the question that comes up. And this isn't this this question is a, is in its own way or the conceptualization of this. I consider it to be um, uh, one a, a kind of like a vampiric idea because it, every what you start thinking about is this like crazy external stuff. The the number I think the number one job of anybody who wants to help or who wants their life to get better or who wants to help the species, or wants the, the country to get better, no matter what country they're living in, the, num the number one job is to first get rid of anything that's holding you back in your life. 
So you need to like find, are you in debt? Are you lazy? Are you fat? Do you smoke too much? Are you an alcoholic? Are you in a bad relationship? Are you in a bad job? Are you first start with just the real basic shit? Are you in credit card debt? Are you not making enough money? Can you not sustain yourself? Are you, are you too dependent on your parents or someone that you're with? Are you fucking stuck? Are you depressed? Are you unhealthy? Do you need medical attention? Do you, are you putting off going to the doctor? Or you know what I mean? All these things need to be taken care of first. First deal with a little patch of uh, the universal matrix which you represent. Help that help that part of the universe that's the most you're the most intimate with that part of the universe there's something ramdas says um that i really love which is that when you when you you know like the next time you eat think to yourself i right now i'm nourishing the universe because you are you're feeding the universe because you are part of the universe so in that same spirit be compassionate to yourself do you are you fucking out of shape are you fat you don't want to be fat. You don't want to be out of shape. Get in shape. Start exercising. Start eating right. Get rid of all the excuses. This is, this is to me, the number one priority of anybody who really wants this country to be a better place. Don't worry about the other shit yet. First, get yourself in shape. In the same way that if we were in boot camp and we're getting ready for some kind of like imminent event that we had to be in our top form for, you'd be getting in shape. Like in boot camp, they'd be like, get the get your shit together. Get your focus together. Understand focus and free yourself and get a taste for freedom to figure out if you even want to be free. Some people might not even want to be free, you know? Yeah, sometimes too much freedom becomes almost a burden to some people. And I think there there is that portion of society that needs to be sort of told what to do and to sort of grease the wheels that is this society that we're in. Like, we all play a sort of functional role in the entire setup of everything, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we're all, yeah, I think so. I think that it, it all ends up working out. I mean, it clear, it's working out right now. It's just that the, the, you know... I, you know, I don't know. I, I suppose, like, theoretically, there's some, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that. There's some, I think anyone who tastes freedom is going to love freedom. Like, saying you don't like freedom is, is saying someone wouldn't like freedom. It's like saying somebody wouldn't like a good orgasm. Like, you've got to like freedom, man. You've got to like being in control of your life, especially if you've been a, a prisoner for a long time. Watch the videos of those like, monkeys that they let out. It's on the Internet. Those monkeys they let out, and they see the light. They see the daylight for the first time because these cunt shit scientists have been keeping them captured and doing experiments on them. And these monkeys stumble out into the fucking world and they see they see outside for the first time and they hug each other. And it's like it always makes me tear up thinking about it. But it's like that is what you could feel if you've been trapped for a long time. The exact same exuberant joy that comes when a laboratory animal gets out of the prison they've been experimenting in and realizes that they've got the next you know few years of their life is paradise. It's fucking paradise out here, man. It is it's paradise out here, and people don't realize that, and it's so sad. But the first step is you know realize that, realize that you're actually in heaven, you're in paradise, but you've been fucking hypnotized by the vampire brothers. <laughs> That is one of those sort of divisive techniques of modern day religion that the paradise is somewhere else. It doesn't exist here. But yeah. really, it's all those metaphors for right here could be paradise or right here could be just equally. It could be that that torturous hell. Well, we you choose. A, we exist in a multiverse. Yeah, it's like that. That's like I know. Like, I love to think about hell because I think it's such a useful thought experiment to think about the idea of hell. Because I always imagine, like, you know, how would hell even work? Because, like, one thing, one thing that would have to happen with the first rule of hell, if you wanted to start a hell to torture humans, the first rule of hell is that you would have to make it so they did hell. Because if they realized that they were hell, then they could all join together and, make, you know, and fight against whatever was holding them there in hell. They could band together. They could work together to try to get out of hell. So first make them think that they're not in hell. And make them think that the situation is completely normal, even though inside they're all experiencing the agony of uh, being burnt by the fires of, uh, of hell. So they all think that they're, they're all pretending. You want to create a, the first thing is create a condition in hell where everyone has to pretend like they're totally happy. This sounds like an office space. 
Oh yes, it's no, it is. It, that's what I'm saying. It's right now. It's right now. It's when you get the when you see the fucking stretch smile of somebody who's pretending to be happy when they're miserable. Go to a fucking. <laughs> You want to see hell, man? Go to a fucking audition for a pilot and sit in a room with a bunch of Hollywood fucking actors who've been driving through traffic all day, desperately hoping they're going to be the 1% of people who land some big pilot. And they're all hungry. They're all juicing money from their folks, a lot of them. They're desperate. And they sit in this weird room waiting for the 10 seconds where they can do a tap dance in front of the people who are going to determine if they're the right fit for a corporation that wants to sell antidepressants and cars. And man, you fucking see the look on their face when the casting director comes out. They go from being these slack-jawed people who look like an anaconda is wrapped around their soul and is squeezing it to death to putting on this crazy like marionette smile like hi how are you oh yes really great day outside great day oh i'm so happy to be here oh it's good to see you and then right when the casting director walks out they just slump back down pale and sick and sad to me that's hell that's hell that's hell you're not allowed to scream you're not allowed to cry you're not allowed to do all the things that you would do if you were suffering people don't even fucking cry Right? Do you ever cry? Do you cry? Me? I don't. I don't need to cry that much. Yeah. No. You can. You cry when you're happy. Right. You want to see what humans are like? Look at the fucking baby. That's what we are. You see a baby hold anything back? Watch. Watch a baby hold anything back. They hold nothing back. They laugh and they cry and they're in the moment. Humans, you should be crying all. We're so repressed sexually and emotionally. We're always holding everything back that we don't fucking let ourselves tear up. You know, yeah, like if, you're, if a, guy, a guy's watching a movie, he can't cry. Like if you're watching, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, fucking it cry! It feels good. Go for it. Something I've found in myself is that if, if you're able to get your emotions out and really discuss and be conscious of what the emotions are that you're having in the moment that you're having them, if you're able to do that... The, you have a tendency not to necessarily like sometimes I think people cry from outbursts you know it's a built up tension that hasn't been let go in a long time and that's what we see in the people who fucking have to be in an office all day or kids who sit in a fucking classroom all day it's a tension that gets built up it's like a pressure cooker and there's nowhere to let the fucking steam out and all of a sudden they blow up and act act a fool well yeah well it's not I mean I don't consider it I mean it's a, it's a blow up but I'd rather see the, a fucking I'd rather see the explosion of a volcano than the implosion of a slave. I'd rather see someone like have an emotional fucking explosion that leaves a steaming caldera in the in the place of the fucking uh, of whatever egoic slave structure was there before they managed to like whatever it takes, man, to shake off the fucking spell of the vampires. You got to do it, and because really, it's really it's it's actually a very sad thing. It's like. You know, it's like once you start realizing what freedom is and that you can be free and that, that, that there's that, that, that there's so much left in the universe to discover and explore and that there's a necessity for this exploration. Once you begin to realize that and really start applying yourself to developing yourself and help and removing the evolutionary blocks that are stopping you. And if you can, helping the people around you, if you can, once you start realizing that and doing it. The universe, the, the life goes from being a fucking um, uh, Orwellian uh, factory uh, where things are in gray and drab to being this the most advanced and beautiful theme park that I can think of where you're like 12 again and you've got and there's no lines. Well, that's you can ride every ride. That's the idea of just living without fear, right? To a certain extent, you know, if... Uh... If you're removing those fear of judgments, those fear of, of what the rest of society would think of you if you choose to cry or choose not to, yeah. you know, yeah. that's defying those inner demons that say, no, this is not okay, or, or this particular thing yeah. is not okay. As long as, because it had, there's obviously that fine line of whether something is is uh you're doing it to you stop doing something because it's because a fear is stopping you or if there's you know there's that if you, you don't want to hurt people around you so i think there's certain times where you have to be sort of muted in that that hyper truthfulness 
Well, no, I mean, no, here's the thing. Hybrids, people often, assholes, you know, some, I've, I recognized a long time ago that people that I considered to be truthful quite often were, every time they were telling the truth, it was only something really mean. And then I realized, oh, they're not being truthful. They're just repressive. They're trying to repress me and make me feel bad to hold me at their level. The only person who you are going to upset by crying is either a vampire or a vampire slave. That's it. Those are the only people who are going to try to keep you from expressing emotion. No one else, if you're anyone who's like actualizing themselves and is, um, has come to the understanding of how, how important freedom is and uh, how freedom is, is the most important thing and freedom over comfort is the way you should live. Anytime you get around someone like that and you start crying out of happiness or sadness, the chances are they're just going to hug you. They're going to like love you and they're going to like let you go as deep as you can into that place so that you can have an authentic moment. They're not going to try to stop you from doing that, you know? So fuck the people who want to stop you from freaking out or blowing up or crying or fucking coming or having a great orgasm. That's another thing vampires hate. Orgasms. They fucking hate them. <laughs> if they could, if they could, they'd put fucking chastity belts on everyone in the world. Those fucking, those, these bastards, they're always sexually hung up and they're weird and they like, they don't want to fuck. They're scared of fucking or they feel guilty about fucking. This is another, this is another trait of a vampire, a vampire slave. Vampire slaves, they don't want to see you cry. They don't want to see you come. They just want to see you sad. So <laughs> fuck them. They it seems like everybody, every... Every single portion of society's parents have fucked them up in some way or another. Well, not just society's parents. It all goes back. To, I, I think it all goes back to the fucking uh, cave bears, man. <laughs> it's like we had a real problem with cave bears. You know what I mean? Like that was a real genuine problem where you'd go outside and you might get eaten by a bear or a tiger or some vicious thing like way, way back when, when we were proto-hominids just coming out of the fucking jungles. And our brains, since we are... Um, you know, we're an expression of the evolutionary force of the universe and evolution is all about survival and evolution is all about survival of the fittest and adapting to your environment. Our brains, uh, you know, uh, created the ability to, to, for the adrenal glands to start blasting and fear to really like help care, give us the extra fuel to outrun wild animals that would love to taste our hearts and feed our flesh to their young. And so that fear went from, uh, having like external connections to actual threats in our environment to being connected to symbolic ideas. And, and so now it's not necessary. Now, even though sometimes fear is really quite useful, 90% of the time, it has a similar function as the human appendix. It was a great thing probably at one time when it did whatever it did, but now it's becoming less and less important, especially when it comes to fucking, and especially when it comes to, uh, you know, to the things that a lot of the Protestants have attached guilt constructs to, you know? Do you think those things are going to change, or do you do you think that, that that modern Christian society has a latch still? It's it's got to die, right? It seems like it's got to die. Oh yeah, the the Christians the Christians are are are, are the, the, and when I say Christians, I don't really mean Christian. I mean if you if you look at real Christianity, you've got to if you read the New Testament and 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 study like a lot of the Gnostic scriptures and really look at the symbols that have been embedded in the story of Christ, you'll find a super revolutionary. Uh, metaphysical system that will really help you, will guide you through the multiverse and get you into like places that you want to be. But uh, I think that the current uh, kind of uh, the people who have corrupted this uh, occult system that's really useful and have turned it into some kind of homophobic, uh, anti-drug, tight, you know, tight fucking tight fisted piece of shit, life denying crap religion. Uh, I think those people, we are going to enjoy watching them just become uh, more and more on the fringes of society. They're going to, you know what I mean? We, we're going to get to watch them go live in the place uh, that they have uh, relegated so many other people throughout time. We're going to get to watch them get pushed up against the wall of truth and have to change or die. And uh, I can't wait. I think it's beautiful. And that's why when you see these dipshits 
and you uh, like Santorum and Romney and whoever like tries to use God and religion to justify war or oppressing other people, whenever you watch them, the, the, the reaction the internet has to them, what you're seeing is the reaction of uh, uh, the, uh, an, uh, what I would consider an evolutionary consensus. Being like, fuck this shit, man. We ain't buying it anymore, God clowns. We don't buy it anymore. You're not connected to God. You're connected to some, I don't know, man, some piece of shit dominatrix or some kind of, I don't know what it is, but I'd like to punch it in the face. The hope is maybe that if pe enough people see that they're this so-called connection to God that these people are trying to proclaim will maybe sort of deter them from seeing it in other people who, again, they see as some authority figure. Someone who knows more than they do. Say that again, please. Hopefully, it'll 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 remove the people from seeing. You know, they'll they'll see that these politicians who who claim some connection to God are full of shit. Maybe they'll make that next connection to the pastor in their church or or their father figure who who tries to tell them that that A yeah. plus B plus C equals D. You know. Yeah, we yeah, have. Hopefully, what happens is people start becoming autonomous in any. No, it doesn't matter what costume the vampire's wearing, you just get good at identifying vampires. That's all. And when I say vampires, I mean people who are sucking the enjoyment of life away from you or, 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 absor or using or sucking your, your, your freedom energy and using it to build themselves up. So the more people become familiar with who the, who the vampires are and who the vampire slayers are, the better society will get, you know? Of course, I don't believe in real fucking vampires that live in a coffin. And just, I'm just using a handle. That's all language is. It's a handle to wrap around certain con concepts so that you can, like, accelerate your evolution. Which is that realist form that we need these, these hyper-realist uh, religious types, not even just pinpointing Christian, religious types who, who perceive a realist version of these books that they read. That, yeah. that realism yeah. needs to change. There's still good... Good metaphors for day-to-day -day life, like I said, to to support their continuation. But let's stop being, let's stop pretending like we're we're watching real life while we're at the movies. Absolutely, and let's stop fucking, uh, you know, using the literal interpretation of magical systems that were encoded by super smart smart people, and who would probably be dismayed to see us uh looking taking this shit literally just dismayed at the fact that instead of society like advancing and evolving to the point where they re we realize that these are just you know we were given a series of tools in the form of um the the teachings of, of you know generally like secret societies and groups we're giving all these tools to like steer our life ships through the multiverse and somehow um They've, now they're being used to bring everything to a sickening stop, like a dead calm, where all of us are just kind of floating on the dead water and wondering why we're so sad and wondering why we're so fucking unhappy and, and drugging ourselves with antidepressants. You know, and it's like, you know why you're unhappy? You're unhappy because you're fucking sitting in one of the most advanced interdimensional ships that exists perhaps in the universe, and you're not flying. You've turned it into a fucking shitty apartment. That thing flies, motherfucker. That thing travels through time. That thing could take you to any experience that you want to be in. And the thing I'm talking about is your life, you know? That thing could take you anywhere. But instead of, you know, operating it at that level, you're, like, somehow, you've managed to, like, project out of your own, uh, your, your own uh, habituation or your own, like, putting it on autopilot. You're just projecting, like, some diminished form of yourself whatever it is you know not making enough money being in the bad in a, in a bad relationship not being in a, in a relationship you know whatever it is whatever the fucking thing is not being in the part of the world you want to be in usually it's always a result of being on autopilot and it's always in and, and that autopilot is usually being encouraged by a vampire Who's like, yeah, yeah, good for you. You found a way to survive. It's a, it's a hard world. At least you're paying the bills. You know, some kind will tell you that. Yeah. Some kind will say, oh, well, at least you made your rent this month. That's good. Now, now get down on your knees and pray that God will allow you to sustain yourself with just enough to continue on in a state of constant anxiety and horror. <laughs> 
<laughs> These fucking vampires, man. Well, it's so sad. On that note, let's um let's plug let's plug your website and your Twitters and uh and call this. Yeah, thing. check it out. Come come visit come join us at the Duncan Trussell Family Hour Forum. You can go to duncantrussell.com, sign up on the forum. Please, if you're a vampire, don't go there. If you're a fucking asshole or some kind of weirdo or like fucking you've listened to me talking and you're like that motherfucker, what the fuck that idiot talking fuck about pseudo intellectual rambling, you can stay the fuck out because we'll just ban you anyway. But this is a community of people who are trying to like, you know, figure shit out, make make each other happy, get some pussies wet, laugh a lot, and have some fucking fun. That's the idea of this place. Um, and I'm hoping that it'll like you know it'll result in something that no one can even predict. And if it doesn't, then I'm hoping that it'll like, it'll just be an entertaining place to momentarily hang out on the internet. So go to DuncanTrussell.com. And then you can also listen to my new podcast, which is there too. Which uh, I, I, I did the artwork for for the new logo too as well. Ooh, I, love I love it so much. It's a, it's a beautiful fucking sigil. I love it. It's incredible. Um, and, uh, I'm going to put it on a bunch of shit soon. I'm going to put it on some stickers and some posters and some t-shirts. And uh, I've got to check this thing. Are we, is this thing video, live video? Do you show the video? Of this? No, I, it's just you and I here on the it's video. Just, oh, just audio. Okay. Well, anyway, look at this poster real quick. This is like, I'm going to, I'm going to start putting this. Look at this thing, man. Hey, dude, look at that fucking thing. Right. I'm going to start selling those things, man. I just got to like figure out like. Um, how to do that because I've never sold any merchandise before but th- those posters are going to be the first thing I, I fucking put up for sale because I love them but anyway yeah um, that's what I'm working on right now cool so, well cool. Mr. Duncan Trussell thank you very much again for, for taking the time to do the show and uh, I look forward to more of your podcasts and, and seeing Thanks. you live some more are you going to be in San Diego you got any plans to come down uh, not yet. Um, I don't have any plans to come to San Diego. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I've kind of like put myself uh, in town until uh, April because I'm working on a, on a project right now that uh, I'm spending all my time on, or a couple of big, big projects I can't really talk about. But in April, I'm going to be in Austin at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival, and all those dates are going to be up on my site. And also, I think I'm going to Florida with Rogan. Um, let me see here. We just talked about this. Um, He's doing a Hollywood, Florida show, right? Yeah, yeah, the 13th and 14th of April. I'm going to be in fucking uh, Florida. And then I don't know what I'm doing the following weekend, but the 20th is my birthday. So I'd like to do something for that. Anyway, why am I telling you that? (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to get a birthday present out of me or something? Yeah, I want a fucking birthday present. It might happen. All right, man. Well, that was awesome. You, this show's, you're fucking cool, man. And your art's incredible. You're so, you're so lucky, man. That uh, you can do that, man. Being a, being a visual artist is, ah, uh, man, I just, it, you're really good. And I'm envious of your skills. Oh, uh, thank you, brother. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend, let's do internet dap. You see this one? Oh, Bam. Good. Okay, cool. All right, bud. Have a good day. Uh, Later.